This first week in Lent, we hear two stories of people Jesus met during his life. One played a major part in the Passion story that led to Jesus' execution. The other one, who had an amazing interaction with Jesus. First, we hear from a child who was drawn to Jesus' presence. They describe how it felt to be blessed by Christ. Then we will hear from Pilate, who sees that Jesus has done nothing wrong, yet refuses to be a blessing to this innocent man before him. As Jesus shows us very clearly, there is power in blessing others. There is also tragedy that unfolds when blessing is withheld. Soon after the Pharisees try to corner Jesus about the topic of divorce, He is bombarded by many in the gathered crowd who brought small children to him. Jesus has just expounded on the spirit of the law of Moses concerning divorce and calls the religious leaders hard of heart for their inability to see that God is more concerned with the well-being of people than with the interpretation of religious law. Through his words, he lifts up the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman and how the two become one flesh. Even the disciples came, chime in when they are in private, asking about the loopholes in the rules. It is no accident that St. Mark placed the story of the children being brought to Jesus in this section of the narrative. Jesus is continually trying to teach his followers about the value of persons, and that includes children. The disciples become upset that the parents are thrusting their children in Jesus' direction so they may be touched by him. But Jesus will not be deterred. By his words, he reorders the status of children, saying, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Jesus blesses the children by drawing them close and pointing to them as the model for the way in which all people are to receive God's kingdom. The first reading this evening is from Mark, the 10th chapter. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child, shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. This is the word of the Lord. You know, a couple years ago, I was with my parents, and I was a bit younger than I am now. They were following some guy named Jesus, and they wanted him to put his hands on me for some kind of blessing, He had done all these sorts of things that were pretty far out and amazing, such as healing people from diseases and all kinds of other stuff like that. Well, as they took me up to him, though, his disciples stopped us, and they hollered at my parents, calling them foolish. Well, I didn't really know what the big deal was, but suddenly it was like a giant wave in the middle of the crowd, and people were moving to either side of the path. And this man was standing 10 feet away from me. And they were calling to him. Now, my parents let go of me and I walked to him. I was a little scared, well, just because I didn't know this guy, you know. And 
but I felt a little reassured because he was beckoning me forward. As he put his arm around me, he said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. He then placed a blessing on me, as well as all the others that were there with me. You know, I didn't think of it at the time, except I kept wondering why all those people were trying to stop my parents from taking me to him. With all the things he had done, it seemed to me like everyone should be blessed by someone like him. His blessings and his words were a great thing. When he put his arm around me, I got this incredible sense that he was someone really, really special. I can see why people followed him all around everywhere. When he said that thing about us children, I know that he didn't mean that we are all supposed to act like kids. Although sometimes I do. And of course, it always gets me in trouble with my parents. But I think what he meant was about being open and trusting. Just like being near him was a blessing enough. But when he touched me, something changed in me. I don't know any I don't think anyone should try and stop others from coming to see him as his disciples tried to do to me. We should encourage all people to seek him out. If people only knew what it was like to be right there with him, they would all understand. And why would we want to keep people from such a good thing from others? Let's now hear the second reading from Mark from the 15th chapter. As soon as it was morning, the chief priest held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner from whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison, who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Who's up to now? I'm the governor of this territory. And now these priests have pulled me into one of their petty religious squabbles. It would be so much easier for them if they would just accept the Roman gods and give up this nonsense about one God. Anyway, 
they bring me this Nazarene called Jesus. What a pathetic sight. The supposed criminal, worthy of death, and obviously he'd been beaten by the Jews. He was bloody, and he certainly didn't look the fearsome blasphemer and troublemaker that they'd made him out to be. They accused him of treason. He claimed to be the king of Jews, they said. (laughs) I can certainly teach him something. Who holds the authority under the banner of Caesar? I asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He replied, That I said so. What kind of answer is that? Then the priest began, all talking at once, accusing him of many things, but he remained silent. I couldn't see what harm he'd caused. He seemed strangely calm. And there was something odd about him. I couldn't place my finger on it, but it troubled me. This man certainly didn't seem worthy of death, but the Pharisees wanted him dead. I didn't see how I could condemn this Jesus for the crimes that he was charged with. He was no insurrectionist. He was simply a twisted, odd sort of person who had some unlawful remarks about, or had made some unlawful remarks about himself. So I had him whipped, and as a token of Roman justice, oh yes, it could be very painful. He'll learn. I thought that would satisfy the bloodlust of these Jews. It didn't. Then I saw what should have been an easy way out of the situation, following a custom we Romans have. I gave the choice to the crowd outside, allowing them to vote on which of the two criminals could go free. They demanded Barabbas to be released, the real insurrectionist, a murderer no less. My aides were furious with me. There was no way we could get let Barabbas go. Yet by custom, I had no choice. What would you have me do with Jesus then? I asked the crowd. These priests turned out inside of the crowd. They too demanded that he be executed. A riot was about to start. I had no choice but to, to release Barabbas. My hands were tied. Don't you see? And I ordered this Jesus to be crucified. As he's been led away, he gazed at me. I will never forget that look. It was as if he expected me to do what I had done. And this look was even one of forgiveness. I'm furious over the whole thing. These Jews manipulated Rome. They manipulated me. And for their own bloodthirst. I got even though. I ordered that the written charge be placed above him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Although I'm not sure, I ordered the sign out of revenge. He really believed himself to be their king. But I don't believe it. This whole thing worries me. This man become, may become more powerful dead than alive. I have this feeling 
that is not going to be the end of, with his death. Some thoughts for us to ponder on after hearing the two readings and monologues. The first, where in your life have you seen the power of blessing? Where have you seen it withheld to traffic tragic consequences? The second thought. In the face of evil, why is it tempting to give up and give in? And the third thought. In what ways have you been inspired by the faith of a child? 